RadioInfluence.com. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Live Bold and Boss Up. We are addressing some emails today that we got from some of our listeners and um, their questions mainly regarding uh, your job search, interviewing, that kind of thing, starting companies. So we're excited to address the questions and we're always open. If you want to email us at livegoldandbossup at gmail.com, we're happy to answer some more. Yeah, you guys did really good on your questions. So we had to only pick a few just due to timing, but... Let's go. Let's see what our first question is. All right. So this first question is from Jason. He asks, if a company has a remote policy or a casual policy, how should I dress for the interview? And do I still need to maybe dress up for the job? And should I shave? I wish I had a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Good question, Jason. Um, Yes. I would say, yes, you still need to dress up for your interview. Um, Obviously, know the company that you're interviewing for. If you're interviewing for, he didn't say what type of company, Mm -hmm. um, but he did say business casual environment. Um, You always want to dress to impress, even if it is a more casual environment. Um, Still, maybe not wear a suit if it's like a super casual environment, but still wear a polo or a button down with slacks for your interview, whether it's virtual or in person, mm-hmm. um, you still want to dress to impress. And the whole shaving thing is, I mean, if that's your look, then, you know, wear it out. I mean, I would make sure that it's cleaned up. Like don't yeah. have like the, you know, the hair down here. I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about your, your face, neck. right? Your neck area. <laughs> like just make sure like that's cleaned up, but I think it's okay to have facial yeah, hair. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. Facial uh, hair nowadays is like normal. Right. And I would say if you're um, interviewing for a bank, I would wear a tie. I know we've been so casual because of last year with COVID, but um, you have to know the company, the the industry that you're interviewing for, right? Go go with that. Yeah. If it's a construction company, obviously it's going to be a little bit more casual or like you can wear, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still recommend never wearing a hat like this <laughs> in an interview, um, especially virtual. I think people are a little bit more casual in virtual interviews because they, they're at home and they're, they're comfortable, but still no hats um, during an interview. Right. Just my opinion. Yeah. Um, so obviously for an interview, I think what, what would be the summation really is, you know, you want to put your best foot forward. I know we're being really casual with video interviews and, you know, everyone's just kind of more casual after last year, but always remember you want to put your best foot forward, but you want to be yourself too. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. So next question is from Pam. At what point in the interview process should I start negotiating salary, bonus, et cetera? I love this question. This one's a good one. Yeah. Well, okay. So if you're... you, if you're working with a recruiter, you should have that conversation right away. That first conversation when you're talking about what you're looking for, where you want to work, if you want it remote or not, you need to talk about that. And it doesn't have to be like a specific amount right away. You can say, hey, this is kind of my range. 
and they'll have a conversation with you around, okay, well, what's your lowest? Do you, do you want me to share any jobs that are at this amount or only call you if the jobs are at this amount and higher? So you should have a good idea and a good understanding of what you're looking for and have that conversation right away. Right. Because I don't want to waste your time if there's a job at, you know, 50K, but you're only considering jobs 80K and above. So that's why it's important for them to know. But if you're interviewing directly with a company, then, um, you know, obviously know the range of the position that you're applying for so that we don't get all the way through and then you're not even close. And then know the market too of the salaries for the job that you're applying for. Um, But I think at the end, um, once you get close to an offer or an offer, um, they're obviously going to let you know, this is your offer salary. This is the bonus. Um, is there a sign on bonus? You need to know all that like in the offer. And then, um, what do you think then like come back with a negotiation with the company? I think like, as you're moving through the interview process and getting a better idea of exactly what the job entails, you need to keep checking that neg- that salary question and knowing, okay, where do I stand? Where do I want to be? And then, right. Like, I think not, I think not at the very end, right. You don't want to be having those conversations because you don't want to be going back and forth because then you can lose an offer based on that, or just create some, some ill will between, you know, the company and you, if you keep going back and negotiating, it just, it causes some, some unnecessary pain points. Right. So um, you you haven't even started yet. So I would, you know, once you kind of have a couple interviews, I would ask HR or ask your recruiter again, Hey, let's check in with the salary ranges. Let's make sure we're on the same page. Mm -hmm. Um, that's when you start negotiating, right? Like, I mean, really negotiating is just having the conversations around salary and making sure you're on the right page. Right. And I also don't think you should bring it up in in every interview that you're having with the hiring managers. Otherwise, they're going to think that that's the most important thing to you. And, you know, they're not going to like that either. So I feel like there's a time and a place at the beginning. Um, Definitely get everything out there, all the details out there. Is there relocation needed for you? And are they open to paying relocation? Know that up front. And then is there a bonus? And at the end, you know, kind of reiterate, reiterate that and, you know, say state it again. This is what I need. I need sign-on bonus. I need relocation. Um, you know. Yeah. Knowing, knowing what you need, right. um, you know, before you get to that end point is always really helpful. It makes it go a lot smoother. Um, and, you know, you, you mentioned something, what did you mention? You said relocation, you said something, and I thought of, um, a, a great addition to what you were saying. So you had a good point. Sign on bonus. There's also benefits making sure they have benefits yeah. from the beginning. Um, or oh. if that's important to you, what they cover. Yeah, no, it, you, you mentioned like, don't ask for about the salary in each interview. Oh, and yeah. that's like a really good point. I think you need to ask the recruiter or someone in HR right? Have those conversations with those people, unless the interviewee or the hiring manager bring it up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, you should really have that with HR or, or the recruiter, because it's kind of, 
not not a good thing to bring up in a regular interview, you know, for a lot of lot of roles, right? And that goes to um, bring up a good point too. Also, up for negotiation sometimes is PTO and other things like that. Work from home. That's another thing I think that should be. If it's super important to you, then you need to have that conversation in the beginning. Otherwise, you know, if it's not a big deal, then wait till the end and ask what is your PTO. Um, what is the work from home policy? Is it remote? Obviously that's a beginning conversation, but the, um, the uh, PTO, PTO, mm-hmm. um, know about it in the beginning, but then if you need to negotiate anything, you know, don't bring it up throughout the interview way to the end. I saw, I know we didn't write down or we, we didn't pick that question to go over, but PTO, um, it was one of the questions that you guys asked and you always want to make sure that you tell them your PTO that you have in like the immediate future. Um, because even though it might not count towards, you know, whatever you're getting, um, when you become an employee, they need to know right away too. I mean, yeah. I would share that right away. Trips already scheduled, time already planned off. That way they know yeah. going into it. I think that that covers... Yeah, hopefully we answered your question. <laughs> I love it. Um, this next question is from Stacey M in Miami. What's up, Stacey? Um, she says, you said in one of your episodes that you should always ask questions in your interviews. Um, can you give us some examples to ask? I love that question um, because you're right. We kind of like high level that question and we never really dive in Mm -hmm. and share like what kind of questions are good to ask in an interview. Yeah, no, I love um, the question. First of all, kind of showing interest in the person that you're interviewing with as well by saying, what do you like about working here? Uh, What do you like best about your job or the company? That way it kind of shows that you're interested in them too. And then who doesn't like talking about themselves? So just showing that you're interested, you're engaged and you want to learn about them. So I like that question. Also, I like the question, what does the best person in this role, what traits do they possess or what do they do that helps them stand out or succeed? Because then that kind of shows that you want to be the best. You want to have those same types of traits and, um, you know, you, you really want to do good at your job. Yeah, I agree. That was, that was one of my answers too. I was going to say, you know, ask them what does good or great look like in this role? And like another way to ask what, what Stephanie said or what, what I just said is, um, you know, share with me, like, who's someone I can model myself against? Like, who's your best top sales performer if it's for sales or, you know, if it's a really great designer, like, who's the best designer and why? And ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would stay away from any questions around, like we said before, salary, PTO, benefits. Um, You want to focus more on the environment, doing better, culture, um, wanting to succeed, questions like that. Um, Environment technologies, maybe you can even ask, you know, where would you see me in five years or where where do you see the company in five years? you know, kind of goal oriented questions, Mm -hmm. I think are always good. I, another question I would like to ask, or I would, I like asking, or I like my, my candidates to ask is, you know, tell me a day in the life of this, 
role, this person, so that you, you're not getting just the job description. You don't get the description from just the recruiter. Now you're hearing it from the hiring person and they're telling you, okay, this is the day in the life of this person. This is what I envision this person doing. Right. No, and I think it's always good too to have a 30, 60, 90 day plan. Um, whether or not it comes up, it's always good for you to kind of have that plan in mind. And maybe you can ask them, like, what would be your 30, 60, 90 day vision for me, you know, and how I would keep up in, in training and all that. I think that's important to know. And um, that way they can also see that you're goal oriented as well. Mm-hmm. I would maybe also ask it, you know, again, depending on the industry, if it's like a a more serious one, um, I, I would ask questions around maybe the success of the company, maybe how this the company has grown in the last couple of years, and where do you see the company going in the next couple of years? Um, that's I think you know forming your questions around that would be key as well. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, those are all great. Do you have any more questions on that? You can always email us. Um, the next question I like, it's, it's fun. Uh, my friend and I are about to jump into a business venture um, that we've been thinking about for a while. How is it now that you're a few years into your company working with your bestie? Um, what do you recommend? Love it. Uh-huh. So it's great. Uh, so far, we've seriously had no issues at all. Um, it's a lot of fun. We also have, you know, there's a couple other you know, partners as well that we all get together. We collaborate. Um, it's a lot of fun. We, Ashley and I sit next to each other all day, every day. And, you know, if you have a good relationship with your friend that you're going into business to with, and it's a, obviously has to be a trusting relationship, then I think you'll have, you know, very little issues. I think the trusting is a big thing. And also, you know, just helping each other out. It can't be super competitive always, you know, if, if she succeeds, I succeed and vice versa. Right. So we always boost each other up. We always support each other. So you know, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. I love it when we both have a good month, you know, right. it's like, it's fun. yeah. And also it's weird sitting th- on this side of you. Cause like at work, we sit on the, the opposite thing. sides. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I definitely recommend it. Like, You know, you have to have that trust in each other. And um, you had all really good points. I really like them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The main thing is fun. We have fun together and we have a good group, good team overall. So I would recommend it. What's the next question? Let's see. This is from Christopher H. He is from Tennessee, but he, it looks like he's moving down here to Tampa. Oh, he says, I just moved here, um, to the area. I found your podcast. Yay. I'm glad Christopher. That's awesome. Um, what's the best way to get in networking and meeting people? And then he asked, what are good organizations to get involved with? That's a great question. Mm -hmm. First of all, welcome Christopher. Um, the best way to meet people and network is just to get out there, get out there. Um, there's tons of meetup groups. There's tons of um, organizations, which will give you a few recommendations here in just a minute. Um, but just get out there. And I feel like Tampa is such 
a great area where we have a lot of people moving to the area. So you're not alone in this, in this boat. There's a lot of people in your same situation. So there's a lot of people looking to get out and network and meet people. So I think just by getting out there, not staying, you know, cooped up in your house all the time and, um, you know, just getting out on the weekends and, and weekdays, then, um, you'll meet people. There's, there's so many emails and so many websites you can go to, to find like different events happening in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely recommend signing up for those Tampa chamber of commerce has right. All kinds of different events. And like, obviously we just had the boot parade for the lightning and winning the Stanley cup. So just like getting out there and meeting people that way is good. Um, I feel like there's a lot of organizations too that you can join. Yeah, there's some great organizations and um, groups to get involved with. For example, Ashley and I were both in Tampa Connection. So you're meeting people with similar goals and um, business professionals that um, you know want to get out there and meet people too and network. Um, so that's a great organization. There's also Leadership Tampa, Leadership Tampa Bay. Um, the chamber, like Ashley said, is a great one um, to get out and meet other business professionals in the area. I just joined um, the fellowship board at UT. So that's another one like UT, the University of Tampa has so many different groups and boards that you can join to help the students and it not just to help the students, but it's to help the community. And that those are really good to look into as well. Um, also charity organizations, um, like getting out there on bikes has like a big winter, um, uh, actually a couple of them festivities where you can get together with a group of people, build bikes, do a bike ride, um, think big for kids. Uh, <laughs> I'm representing right now, um, is a good one too. They have, um, you can be a mentor for think big or even boys and girls club. There's a lot of organizations like that. Which I, which I think are always good to get involved with, whether you're trying to meet people or not. Um, mm-hmm. What else? I'd say whenever you get invited, like once you start diving into these things, you'll get invited or shown other opportunities. And I would always say, like, especially if you're trying to get out there networking, take the opportunity, go to that happy hour. Um, a, we're doing a lot of things in person. Now there's a couple of things that are still virtual, um, but a lot more things in person. So I would say just, you know, jump in, take that happy hour, take that coffee meeting. Um, also, I think so many people are working virtual these days mm-hmm. that it's easy to become a recluse. Um, so going into the office a couple of days, just to collaborate with your team in person and see some faces, maybe go to lunch with your team, Stuff like that is a good way to stay connected and get to know people better at your company. Yeah, absolutely. I love getting out. We're always out and about too. Like we're going to be at the um, um, Small Business of the Year Awards ceremony when it'll come out, when in November, I think that'll Mm -hmm. be. Yeah, just getting out and meeting people, I think is so much fun. Like for me, it's just like electric. I love meeting people and getting out there. Is that too much electric? That was like... No. Too strong of a word. I just think of you at the last small business awards. It was the first event of 2020 because we had been cooped up the entire year. And this was the first in person. And you're just like, I want to hug you. I want to hug everybody. 
So yeah, no, I really did. Yeah, I really did. It mm-hmm. felt so good. So Chris, I'm glad that you want to get out there and network now that you're here. So, I mean, if you find us, come say hi, we'd love to meet you and, you know, get you connected and introduce you to people too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much. We'll um, end there. We'll do another episode like this where we answer some more questions. Um, we try to respond as quick as possible. We've also gotten a few requests to be on the podcast, um, which we appreciate. And we always love new guests on here. So thank you. And we will get back to you as soon as we can. Um, we try to respond I know. You know, going through all the emails. So thanks yeah. for being patient. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks for showing the love. We really appreciate it. We hope this is super helpful for you. You know, feel free to email us anytime. Again, it's livebold.embossup at gmail.com. And until next time, guys, live bold and boss up. This is a Rock Stops here with Rock Riley Quick Fix on Radio Influence. What's happening, peeps? How you be? Rock O'Reilly here with you. Another edition of The Rock Stops here. We've got a guest today, media member, fan turned broadcaster for his favorite team that he has so much passion for, Seth Cush. Seth Kushner, Seth Cush. So what I wanted to focus on, I was debating going into this. If I hit him up on the bone, how, what was it like when we were at Drew Garabo? What was it like working for Bubba the Love Sponge? That Although Bubba has more of a, you know, he does have a national name on Twitch and what he has done on Howard's show, but I didn't want it to become Tampa Bay Radio. You, you now, if you're in the Tampa Bay market, you'd be very interested, but I'm trying to not make this so Tampa-centric. It's more of a national interest. That's I just had the boxers on, AEW wrestler, former NFL guys, And by living here, yeah, it tends to be Tampa driven, but I'm trying not to do that. So I didn't know if I was going to ask him about that, see how it goes. And the way it flowed, we ended up just getting into being a fan and then living out your dream. He fan, his passion is the Tampa Bay lightning. If you've ever followed him, he does little videos. He's just so into it. And to be able to actually work for the Tampa Bay lightning. All right, so that's kind of what we focused on. He's very open. He's a dad, a husband. He's had very bad anxiety, uh, and he's open about it. We sat down in Thunder Alley. Here he is, Seth Cush. The Rock stops here with longtime radio and TV personality. Rock Riley is found anywhere you find podcasts and RadioInfluence.com.